0: You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Ardivani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators.
1: Follow. Sun, and which way the wind blows when this day is done. Breathe, breathe in the air, set your intention.
2: Welcome to, uh, welcome to KLBP 99.1 FM, Long Beach. You're on Indie Creators in the Joy Zone, John Crawford Redgate. We have a wonderful musician here with us all the way from the East Coast. Uh, he's, he's country western. To me, he's got some serious blues going on in there. So we're going to celebrate John Crawford Redgate. We're going to celebrate his music. We're going to celebrate his artistry. And we're going we're gonna to bring you to Long Beach, my friend. How are you?
3: Doing well. From Nashville, Tennessee. Music City.
2: <laughs> Radio City,
3: too, right? Radio
2: City. How's, how's, it, how's it going, man? We're
3: all playing away. Writing songs.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. We, we've definitely been listening to a lot of your stuff, and uh, I love the soul. Love the vibe you got going on. Uh, such a folky, uh, heartfelt... Uh, there's a legacy behind you when you sing a song. I mean, I, that's what I love. That's why I love your music. And, and it's uh, it's really something. Uh, so, do you have a? I, I know that you sent me several songs. Are those songs, are you putting together a new album? Is that what's happening right now?
3: Those tracks we've been working on for a while. And that's all uh, Bobby Blazer playing drums and Sam Tritico on bass and on some guitar and a few other great people on that and hopefully we'll get that one really together. Those are a little rough, what I sent you, but there you go.
2: <laughs> they didn't sound they didn't sound rough. I love to love together. That song together is just really beautiful. We're gonna, I think we're going to lead in the show with that because it's such, it captures the essence of what's going on in this country right now. And uh, some of the struggles that we have and how we all do need to come together. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your history in the music business, uh, uh, how long you've been at it? And- First of all, on that song
3: together, That's done with a fellow named uh, Eric Michael Lichter from Dirt Floor up on the Connecticut River. So that one song is older and we did a bunch of tracks. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a tendency to wander off, so it was was a complete finished
2: project. Well, you have a tendency to wander off like all artists, I suppose. (laughs) You You just wandered off right there, as a matter of fact. Didn't take you too long to wander off. <laughs> so tell us about you. Tell us how long you've been in this business. Tell, tell us, tell us uh how long you've been, how long, when'd you find the, find the guitar for gosh sakes? How long you have been playing that thing?
3: Oh, I've been playing that a while, but the songwriting started right away since I was about 15. So we're about 40 mm-hmm. years picking now. Oh, wow.
2: Wow. That's, that's, a, that's amazing. Who got you into it?
3: But I didn't uh, always play. There was a, there was a few times I didn't play. Believe it or not, when the music got better, when I picked it up
2: again. Well, who got you into it? Who 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 your major influencers?
3: Oh, my dad's music. Uh, Listening to uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Neil Young, uh, Leonard Skinner, oh. all the 70s stuff.
2: Is your dad Crosby, Stills, and Nash or Leonard Skinner? No,
3: he <laughs> his music like he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Are you Leonard Skinner's son? You must be Leonard Skinner's son. I knew he had a son out there or something. I'm going to start a rumor mill. <laughs> it's late today now. Yeah, baby. Well, well listen, well, well, I, want you to, I want you to think about it. I want you to think about all the young musicians out there. I want you to think about uh, what you could share with these folks in terms of falling in love with the craft, the things you love most about your music. Why somebody would get into the music industry? How to get into the music industry? The things that you find most fascinating about your journey thus far—this forty years of singing, writing music, and singing, and touring, and and uh, hanging out with all the beautiful folks that you do know—and uh, I want you to think about. It. Just think, of, think of this inter- think of this little interview like that. Think of somebody learning from your wisdom and that's what we're going to try to get out of you today we're going to try to pull as much wisdom out of your out of your beautiful self as possible and then we're going to talk about five or six of your songs and then we'll get to.
3: because i would say this to you that just like a lot of people pick up music you ask where i said my dad's music meeting you get inspired by hearing it and when you pick up an instrument and you start finding that oneness that's everybody should have that
2: that oneness. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that oneness because because that's really the magic, right? Like this this unification between the artist, his instrument, and his audience. Let's say or the studio that he's in. Let's talk about that. When did you first find that oneness?
3: You get that as soon as you can even play with your buddies because you're you're kind of connecting that way. But in songwriting, when you can play something you wrote by yourself you know, the energy of a bumblebee you're giving off because you're something you made up and there go there's that melody, you know. That's that's the oneness I tapped into.
2: Well that's beautiful, that originality, that thing that you're contributing to the world, right? Is this sort of where you're getting at yes,
3: but I would have to even say the healing in it on so many levels, everybody has their own path. But as a songwriter, here in Nashville there's the friends I have and I don't wanna to take too much liberty to say this. But some of the most broken folks like me are the most interesting songwriters. So <laughs> there's good it's good it juicy good part material. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I don't mean that to put anything down, but
2: Well, you gotta be suffer you got you gotta suffer to be a good songwriter. Is that what you're trying to say?
4: It feeds you. Like I write poetry, but sometimes you're writing from you know a quandary in your heart or trying to reconcile something that occurred. Uh, And what a beautiful way to do it through song and lyric.
3: You can't sing sorrow if you don't have sorrow. And so on the listening end, when you hear the sorrow, let's say, I mean, because that's that's what the other side teams uh, connects to, I find. And the stories. I have no secret to songwriting.
2: No secret, huh? So it's just basically a visceral a visceral expression through your instrument and whatever comes out of you is what you're trying to suggest right
3: oh i should be a little more clear sometime like let me be clear
2: you don't have to be because you're an artist now because you don't have to the last thing the last thing you want to do is think right (laughs) sorry the last thing you want to do is really think i'm asking you to think i apologize that's not i don't know if in the
3: beginning it was this way but now a melody will haunt me, and that will turn into a song. And that's the coolest part about songwriting now. Where's the, that Somebody would come in, and I'll play it on the guitar, piano, or mandolin. I'll play a couple of things, mainly write on a couple of things. And when that melody is in me, there'll be a song coming.
2: Mm. Like, like, do you do? You like it doesn't really matter how it comes you might come in the middle of the night it might uh, can, can you like can you like track where it comes from once it starts to haunt you can do you know the origin of it
3: haunt might be a, a word not everybody would grasp it, it <laughs> comes inside of what i'm doing i'll hear it throughout the day and the words usually just find a way on top of that it's really some songs they're from the heavens, and those are the good ones.
2: You mind, You remind me of the Burkowski of songwriting. I don't know who the Burkowski is. You don't know who Burkowski <laughs> is?
4: He's kind of like the big Lebowski.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, he, he, wrote, he wrote Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. No, no, not Fear and Loathing. Yeah, I think with Johnny Depp is that fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yes, yeah, he's a he, he's a novelist, a poet, uh, but uh, he's he's uh, he, you might want to look him up for fun. I mean, you don't have to because you are him, except you just have an instrument. So you'd be like, what? You'd be like, whatever, Burkowski, I got one to match you.
3: Everybody who can write poetry and noodle on an instrument can usually whittle out a song. You know. And if it's life-changing in that way, I think, for whatever level. I mean, we have a lot going on right now. And the music is free, so it doesn't have anything to do with what's going on.
0: You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani.
3: The music is free, so it doesn't have anything to do with what's going
2: on. <laughs> well, you, well you're, you're very, you're a very calming presence. I mean, you can feel that the depth of your soul just having this little inter- interview and you don't even have to reflect or think about that, but just, I'm just reporting to our audience that uh, 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 this man is, uh, you can, you can feel that he's rooted, like there's no separation between his art and who he is. And so uh, that's why we want to get into the music. A couple of the songs that you sent us. What was it? What what's the title of uh, one of these, these songs that you sent us that we're gonna play here on the air? Oh, well, you
3: wanted to start with that "Together" song, and I can appreciate that. And that's how this really started. Um, I'd written that song on Earth Day for Earth, but for all the tumultuous struggles within people on Earth, and that's what the chorus is. But the verse is all kind of about. Planet Earth, and it's well worth it. tenants on the planet. So.
2: how does the chorus go? Can you can you can you just like you know? Can you just sing it a little bit? Well, I
3: think it's time that we decide to put aside our difference and know that we are all in this together.
5: Seems unkind. Her sacred heart has been bleeding. She's always silent crying.
2: made me almost cry.
4: Say it one more time.
2: Well, I think
3: it's time that we decide to put aside our difference and know that we are all in this together.
2: It's such weight when you say it. You know, it's like uh, that's, the, that's the thing that uh, makes the musician uh, with an instrument and his own poetry. He has the ability to express it and share it. and. Uh, you know, a lot of times a poet will just take it and you know put it in a book and maybe I'd go out to do a poetry reading or two. But it, even uh, even the greats, like uh, I heard Walt Whitman actually read an old tape. It was like an on an Edison recording, and it ruined it for me because he couldn't deliver it. <laughs> I actually heard Walt Whitman reciting Leaves of Grass on like one of these Thomas Edison recordings, like back in the day. And I was like, man, he just ruined it for me, (laughs) Whitman, because you you can't deliver it. But man, you can deliver. You can deliver, man.
4: Because you're a singer. And that's a a beautiful point because, you know, a a writer, a poet isn't necessarily a performing artist, which, you know, the, the vocalist bridges the lyrics into beautiful reality that we can also keep that melody and words keep rolling over in our head. You know, mm. when are you yeah. guys? When are you going to release that song? Because it is so appropriate. When Thomas had played it first, I'm like, I swear I've already heard this. So I feel like it's playing in the future, uh, readily available.
3: <laughs> um, I need to get back up to the dirt floor studio with Eric uh, Lichter, Michael Lichter, because. I used to call him the alchemist. I would bring him a song and ba-boom. And that song, I almost forgot to tell you all, is I wrote that song that day and we cut it. And i he's even got photos of me with the chorus. Like it's, it's in one of the videos and I'm like cutting the lines up because I'm moving them around. And I guess I never left kindergarten, so I still had to do it that way. <laughs> um, that particular song we wrote together there that day and i got Beautiful. up like 4 in the morning i wrote the the verse which is was earth day so april 15th or
2: whatever 11th. I think. is that is that the one you talked to me about making a music video about is that the one yeah that's the that's the that's the one we that's the one we still got to make man cuz that's that's the one that's that you were you were ahead of the time when you wrote that thing and now it's more relevant than ever we we have we have to figure we have to get that one produced for sure
3: and you actually have the shorter version i did shorten it just cuz There's another verse and I'll make sure you get the longer version too. How
2: about, how about another song? How about another one that you're a little bit closer to that you just created something you want to get out there? What's the name of it?
3: Well, I sent you uh, a few songs and that's going to be, we're going to finish that up. I think this summer got slowed down with the virus and whatnot. So I think we're going to finish that up and that's like 10 songs and that's produced by Bobby blazer and he's playing drums on it. and It's really cool. Sam Chitico is playing bass and they're both producing it and again that's you have a few of those tracks but what I like
2: give us a title give us a title so we can pull the song so we can pull a song and we can play it
3: just to be with you that's kind of a fun song
2: <laughs> just to be with you where what, what, that one what was the origin of that song
3: I was living down on the beach South Florida and you really you want the full truth oh, yeah. Um, I met this girl, Natalie, and I just busted that song right out about her. That was like, man, she was my sweetheart for, I mean, we're still kind of friends. I mean, but she's way down there now, you know, but I just wrote that song. Like, that's kind of how I am, you know, like water for chocolate, they say.
2: Well, what, what, what what about her inspired that song? Do you remember the moment that it came? Did you remember the remember the moment with her that uh, inspired the song? He, he's laughing right there now. there you go. <laughs> he, he's kidding. Actually,
3: right. actually I'll tell it more like the Disney version they rated is <laughs> we
2: can,
3: we can, we can it. <laughs> I'm almost I'm it almost started with a that, moment right? of
4: passion.
2: <laughs> so you guys were making love or something. There's joy No, it's more that. Yeah, this is indie creators in the joy zone. You could talk about some sex. She, she
3: inspired this, right? the song coming over my house and had a border collie and she was really cool with my border collie and she was going with this bass player, it was kind of a ding dong and he he was my bass player, I was in his band, whichever way you have it. And it just worked out. But it was before that I wrote the song because she was just my good friend, you know? And that's the key.
2: to you then then what, what is friendship what, what is the essence of that
3: oh i don't know if i have a, a skew on that i would say with friends you can't define they define themselves
4: mm,
2: wow i'm glad i asked you that because that's beautiful right this guy's this guy's off the chain he's so freaking i can't wait to work with you dude Gotta make this happen.
3: I do have another project I'm I'm leaning towards. Maybe we'll talk about that a little later, but that's the one that's making me smile.
2: How about another song in that album that you guys are producing? That was beautiful.
3: There's a song called Boomerang. What what about me?
2: Boomerang, what about me? That
3: would be kind of in the world of what's going on today in it. And I'll just leave it at that. It's esoteric and what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say.
2: Oh come on, that doesn't give us enough of a lead in. What is esoteric? It's kind what of like what what
4: what goes out comes back in.
2: No, yeah. That's
3: you got it, Toyota. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing with that song. I I mean, I forget. I can tell you the truth. You can. I have a friend. I have a friend. I mean, like just because that's what this will be kind of entertaining. I have a friend named Jimmy Ninja and he's from Thailand and he's been on like MTV and all kinds of things. And we've been, we we wrote songs and played together. And then I have another friend whose name is Eugene Farmer and he's 76 years old and he plays music still and he's a little rickety. And there's a third friend, which he didn't make the cut in the the song because I didn't want to have three verses. So we won't talk about it. So one day I was just talking to Jimmy. He was in West Texas and I was in Florida. And I said, I'll write a song right now about you and Gene. And I just busted that song out. And it was kind of a lark, because it says Jimmy. Well, the song will say it. But I talk about Jimmy and Eugene. It's really my two pals. But I made up a
2: little story behind him. <laughs> seems like, seems <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're tickled with that story. OK, I got gotcha, you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So well,
3: it's kind of good. You know, <laughs> Jimmy's from Thailand, so I talk about his, that his origin. And Eugene's from Oklahoma, so boom.
2: I love it.
4: <laughs> Emerging worlds.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it, it turned out to be a pretty cool song. That's the funny thing. I just wrote it, haha, and there you go.
2: What's esoteric? to? you use the word esoteric? It
3: means if you listen to it. Well, I mean meaning. I'm not really into too much meaning in songs, but. You said esoteric. There's a lot, there's a lot that you can pull out of it. That...
2: The definition of esoteric I think is inside meaning or inside information, inside scoop, inside philosophy. That the that the, the, the...
4: Isn't that true of all songs? Even if you didn't mean for it to happen, people will find a hidden meaning.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's kind but... of why I'm intrigued by it sometimes.
5: Born in Texas. Yeah, Texas, where he learned to say his name. Growing up.
0: are listening to the indie creators in the joy zone on klbp long beach public radio on 99.1 fm and online at klbp.org this is your hosts suzanne toro and thomas artivani
3: with eric michael lichter and it's called love and flames and that's kind of cryptic esoteric and we did that one together the same ones that we did together together <laughs> so awesome. i got the king up on the wall here i don't know if you can see him so yeah, yeah i, I was out.
4: gonna say he he had a lot of uh hidden meaning for us I, you know
3: well, my, my old night lady that yeah. for my birthday last year and i said well we can't walk on the king so i hung him on the wall <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, how about, a, how about another song on that album? We got, we got like two more. We could talk about two more, and then we'll have enough to fill up this whole thing. Okay, Your yeah. music, your music and, your, and your voice, and your insight, and your wisdom, and your awesomeness.
3: There's a song, Western Man, and it's kind of a, a truth of me. And I have a trumpet player on it. That's the one with Bobby Blazer's do. How's that one go? It's pretty cool. And let's see.
2: How's that song go? Got some lyrics from that song?
3: Yeah. Mama's granddad before the civil war broke ground in Santa Fe, a couple cows and one old horse.
2: <laughs> I love it. This guy, you, you, I mean, you don't even have to do the music. You could just recite your lyrics and, and entertain the hell out of an audience.
4: Okay,
3: take it. <laughs> I, my lyrics kind of be cool. <laughs> I don't work too hard on it, but it, I'm conscious of it. You know, I don't I don't write a ton of lyrics. I make sure the lyrics I wrote written come out right. <laughs>
5: was granddad before the civil war broke ground in santa fe couple cows and one old horse though i was born in a small town in the east my blood runs straight to him it's where i get that peace. Cause I. Mama packed up all we own Headed out west to meet the family I hadn't known Oh great granddad still a cowboy 104 a Showed me the ranch and said who could ask for more Cause I Like my church pew. Cause I.
2: How about another one? Oh, uh, let's see.
3: I could have sent you this one with this young gal singing, but I didn't. I um, oh, forget
2: her. All about you, Bud.
3: Let's hear uh, the trumpet again because it's cool.
2: I love, yeah. What's the name of the song? Give us a song first. Falling
3: apart at the seams.
2: Falling apart at the seams.
3: I think that's mm-hmm. what's happening
4: right now. What's the lyric?
3: (laughs) Well, I wrote that song, um, God rest my wife's soul, but that was when we split up. And it was one of the first songs I started to do. Like, wow, I can write songs. And it's a cool song. And it's probably the oldest one you'll hear. Yeah, it definitely is. And so, therefore, um, we cut it in Florida, actually, that song. That and... Just to be with you, we're cut in Florida. Oh, and the beach song, um, "Moonlight Dance." Well,
2: how does that? How's the, how the lyrics go? Give us give us a verse.
3: I think about the blue skies we had together, and I think about all those sunny days. Although there were nights of stormy weather. Most nights they were burning flames. I think about the blue
5: skies we had together. I think about all those sunny days. Although there were nights of stormy weather, most nights they were flame like. uh-huh.
2: Feel you so much, man. When you, as soon as you open your mouth, that there's the, a, uh, it's an instant, uh, an instant engagement with your audience. That's that's quite a, that's quite a talent you got there, my friend.
3: Well, it's been a bit much. I mean, I guess the whole world, but we're all a little goofy, I would say. So make sure I get this there. Is hang on, people, and that's what together is really all about. That song, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we're in this together, and I don't mean it in the way that sometimes it's being used. I mean us people
2: how about how about uh how, how about one how about one more song one more you want us to listen to that you want the long beach audience and our worldwide audience to uh, get a get a listen to okay um
3: moonlight dance i wrote it on mandolin and i wrote it on the beach it's a beachy song and it's be it's summertime so even if you're not at the beach let's bring them to the beach it's mandolin and um it's a full band but it's kind of cool
2: um, what are the lyrics to that? Give us something.
3: Shimmering sand, ocean blue, makes me think of a girl like you. String bikini, island breeze, come on, babe, if you please. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The mandolinos like wrote that song. It's kind of cool music <laughs> when it's a mando. Shimmering sand, ocean
5: blue. Makes me think of a girl like you. String the bikini, island breeze. Come on, babe, if you please. And take my hand, it's a perfect night. Look up, babe, I think that's Mars. Bottle of wine and your lips on mine. I take it slow cause we have all night. And take my hand, it's a perfect night. There's no place that I would ever want to be Than here with you tonight I search my whole life for another heart that bleeds And syncopates in time with mine
3: Did you get into
4: the mandolin? Ma- mandolin. A good friend of mine, he plays the mandolin. It's not a very common instrument, people see.
3: And I don't have a very exciting story, but it's a different one. Uh, I had a banjo for a hot minute. I was living on the beach in Florida, and I always loved country music, but I wanted to play the banjo. And everybody on the beach is strumming guitars and ukuleles. So I get a pretty nice banjo, and I've been as And I was living in a real kind of hot spot and I had a lot of people come and go through my house and one night I came home and that banjo was gone. Somebody robbed it. (laughs) But I had this kitchen table that I won't get too far into that story. I had a nice kitchen table with the chairs and antique set up you know and this guy who had a mandolin said he knew I lost my banjo. He goes well I got a (laughs) mandolin. He goes give me I forget what he said like 450. I said, I ain't got that kind of money. You want that table? He took the table. And <laughs> I literally would be on stage looking over I, at, I love at it. the guitar chords, trying to figure out how to play right on stage in a place called Kahunas and Rattlesnake Jake's down in on the beach. I'm not from Florida, but I was down there for a bit, stitching out mandolin. Yeah.
2: Kahunas and rattle, Rattlesnake. <laughs> well, that's a famous, that's a great, lot of, a lot of great minds have had owned mandolins. I think uh, Leonardo da Vinci had a mandolin. Uh, what other? A couple of other artists from the day, way back when.
3: Do you know the string cheese incident? John? I do not. Oh, yeah, I know. It bad, yeah. And here in yeah. Nashville, let me always make sure I say this. There are some of the most fabulous musicians here, okay? I mean, I'm a songwriter who can whittle out... A melody. There's guys that I know that play mandolin and sometimes I put my mandolin away. I'm like, no way, listen to these guys. <laughs> so, just because I want one doesn't mean, you know, I could write a song on one. And Moonlight Dance, I did, so.
2: That's beautiful. And you're on Indie Creators in the Joy Zone with Thomas Ardovani and Suzanne Toro. And we have John Crawford Redgate here, uh, country western songwriter, singer, performer, uh, he's been doodling around for 40 years, and uh, he's sharing his music and his song and his insights and his wisdom with us right now. So we're very privileged to have you here, John. Um, uh, our Long Beach audience loves having you. Uh, how? What, what's the next move for you? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna somehow get this album that you have. Are you gonna get out on the road with it? Are you done with the road? Are you, uh, are, are you? I mean, what what is what is next for you in terms of are you even thinking about what's next? I mean, that's such a dude dumb question almost for an artist like what's next is like
4: we don't even know. Yeah. What's next. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's
2: hard now because you can't really tour because everything's shut down. I mean, how how are you going to deal with these COVID times in terms of getting your stuff out there through the video? I guess that producing the videos, I guess, would, is going to be the way uh, somehow get live performances going. I guess I, I don't know. Have you been? Th- what you what you thinking about?
3: I'm really blessed because I've, i I kind of kept a few things behind my back here. I'm in the horse business, okay, and so I've been a farrier for thirty years.
2: What What is that? What, what shoe I put horse?
3: shoes on horses? Oh, cool. There's shoes on them, so I can go from Maine to Spain, so to speak, and do that job. Yeah. And uh, I also ride, and I—that's how I got into the ferry work. So I'm very good at all that. When I say very good, I can eat out a living, and I can only. That's a special gift. Heart. That's yeah, a special
4: gift. I can see why you're you're so calm.
3: Well, music and horses <laughs> are synonymous, you know. I, mean, they really are.
4: <laughs> I grew up in, grew up in Arizona. We had we rode a lot of horses, but that's a special talent to do that.
3: Well, Cave Creek's where I learned how to shoe Creek. Oh, Air great. Air. There uh,
4: you Western
3: go. Western, <laughs> man, then you'll like that song. Even though I say Santa Fe, my great-grandmother went out to Tucson, my great-grandparents to Tucson right after the Civil War. And that song has actually got some truth wow. to it. So.
4: Yeah.
2: That's, that's very cool. Yeah. So listen, I, I, in your heart of hearts, if if you were God, Country Western God, and you had us little minions down here, all us people down here squabbling and fighting and doing what we're doing right now. What would what would would be the top three things you would you would bestow upon us if you had that choice?
3: Ah, I say it in the song Boomerang. How
2: about that? You say it in the song Boomerang. I love it. So just listen to the song Boomerang, and we got all the answers right there. (laughs) Yeah,
3: um, I'd say because. And that's kind of how that song "Blossom" is. The is what I say in it is that it's it's the forgiveness and the respect.
2: That's a good. That's a good first one. Uh, okay, well let's let's stick with that one. You're gonna give give us for the ability to forgive and respect each other, right? Yes. All right. Well, that's that's. What do you want? That you want that as one, or you want that as one and two? Because you got one more to figure out.
3: Well, I mean, okay. OK, Let's. I'll give you another one is that um,
2: compromise comprising. So how do you understand the compromise? Explain that, because I've heard a couple of different versions of that. And one I agree with and the other one I don't. OK, um, of course. You
4: wouldn't. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. Thomas, Thomas doesn't like to compromise.
2: <laughs> I do, too. It's the nature of my business. <laughs> I want to hear John Crawford's take on it. I bet you it's right in line with the one I got.
3: You don't lose who you are in it. And there's no dignity lost, but you, I mean, there's so many versions of compromise from just with your lover to big things. And I think I owe it to Shelby Foote to tell you why I, I even used that word, because I heard him say that. And you know, I'm not just using what he said, but I think it is very key to whenever we have big struggles. But I'm not answering your question yet either, I guess. My version of compromise though is is that the way he used it, I guess, is you know, something's resolved from it. It's like fair trade in the matter.
2: I, I feel you. And so in fair fair trade, both parties benefit, correct?
3: Or you know if, if if it has to be backing down something uh just taking a look at that other person's side and giving it the validity to it, and there you have it, vice versa too
2: well, you would be a great
3: they like crisscross applesauce when she was a little girl so
2: crisscross applesauce so you would be you would be a great I think you would be a great, responsible God with that information, forgiveness, respect, and the true meaning of the word comprising or compromise, which is to bring two things together to make it better. And and, and, and that makes and that makes you a wonderful, wonderful guy. Go- Wouldn't that be great? It'd be a much easier life if we had a country-western songwriter's god. Then everything would just be a lot lighter. Everything would just be a lot
3: <laughs> I'd lighter. even like to say, on top of that part of the compromise, you know, just like when I write songs, I get ideas and thoughts. I'm a, a bit of a loner. And so i have a lot of time to think about what i'm thinking about therefore there's certain things that i am not wanting to embrace that we've had out there for us but where my compromise just came into effect was a like an epiphany i had and i said this is america we can we can kind of embrace everything as long as it you know what i mean and that's I don't want to say it too heavy, some of them might take it the wrong way, but as long as we don't lose what we have to embrace, I mean, we have to embrace it. And there's, like I said, not everybody's going to agree with everything, but if we can embrace it and say, well, this is America, that's what we do
2: around here.
4: Yeah. The melting pot. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Well, well, listen, I, I, I got to say that that's, that's really, really, really quite beautiful. You're a beautiful guy. Your music is off the hook, it's heartfelt, it's genuine, it's uh, to, the, to the point, to the core, and uh, uh, this, this planet's lucky to have you here making music, and, and uh, making music is probably the greatest contribution you could ever give to this uptight society right now, is to help us all relax and get through a day, and uh, music is, uh, I can, can you imagine a world without music? I mean, I would, I, I'd probably listen to four or five hours of music a day on average and uh and and i thank you for bringing music 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 to our world buddy music to our ears
3: well yeah i can even say this that i'm just getting started and that's i encourage younger artists i'm around many young artists here in nashville that are phenomenal and i say this is the time to really get the energy going because it's in that uncertainty and i should i also owe it to the world listening to this is in the most reckless, broken, disorganized, disorganized part of your life. Those emotions can write music. I know firsthand. So like I became a songwriter kind of because of that. I didn't like say, Hey, I'm going to be a songwriter. Just there was the longer story, but.
2: Well, let the, let the chaos, let the chaos be the fuel and let the form of songwriting and performing it be the structure and so you have a nice little balance of yin and yang there so that's uh, that's pretty awesome that you said that that's a great that's great advice uh, I should write
3: song hold on because that's what I had to do music saved me songwriting did and um, those songs haven't come out yet I mean I have songs that will tell a little more about that but they're not on this
2: bunch. Well, we look forward to hearing it. We look forward to hearing it. We look forward to hearing them for sure. Well, listen, uh, it's been an absolute joy. And uh, Suzanne, do you have anything for this gentleman?
4: Well, I, I'm curious how the king uh, behind you Elvis. has inspired your wisdom and your way with the world of music.
3: Oh, my brother is a great singer. Elvis was a great singer. Me, not so much. I know how to kind of get by and I can write a song but the king is uh, kicked down the door that needed to be kicked down and especially in our times right now he didn't take away any glory from the roots which he got it from because all the great black singers and whatnot that he learned so much from he kicked the door down for everybody mm. and I just would say there's no better voice at least. Well, we got to love Roy Orbison and whatnot and George <laughs> Jones, but I mean, the king's the king. Yeah. I wouldn't have bought that. My <laughs> lady gave it to me, and I, like I said, it's been hanging there since we've had this place.
2: Well, to, well Chuck Berry owes owes a lot to, the Elvis, to Elvis as well. I mean, a lot of those, and vice versa. I mean, it seems like uh, th- there's always been this Extraordinary crossover, and it never really mattered who broke through. But the moment there's ever a breakthrough, anybody makes a breakthrough in any field, everybody moves in right behind, and it's like a, it's like opening up a floodgate. And that's what you are, John Crawford, Redgate. You are a floodgate, and uh, f- uh, and, and an inspiration to a lot of folks. And. Um, It's been great having you on KLBP 99.1 FM Long Beach on Indie Creators in the Joy Zone with Thomas Ardovani and Suzanne Toro and John Crawford Redgate has been our very special guest here today. And this music that you've just heard played throughout this particular hour on our presentation is John Crawford Redgate uh, along with uh, who else is on this album?
3: Bobby Blazer. Well, and the song together is myself and Eric Michael Lichter from Dirt Floor. Nice. And I like that The other, the other songs are uh, Bobby Blazer, Sam Tritico, uh, Mike Kyle and this Denny, uh, my gosh, I' flipped his last name and the steel player I do not have his name.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll credit all of them and, get, and give all their their Instagram and anything else that you can give us in order to promote this along with you. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to hearing from you next week after the show airs. And hopefully uh, hopefully you'll be happy and you know, you would have had some fun with it.
3: All right. Well, I have to get an Instagram and all that. I'm like horrible and all that. But also I'll, I'll leave you with this is that is an artist – in these times right now, is let let it bounce off you and let that music or art—they're the only real things right now. And I'm not looking to argue with anybody, but those are the things right now that could
2: really blossom. Mm-hmm.
1: And,
2: and that comes. Oh. in
1: your
2: arms. Well, it it's great having you on. Uh, we're, we're going to uh, you, we'll just say goodbye to you and Suzanne, and I're going to sit here and talk good about you.
4: Great to see you, John. Keep you being too, the horse whisperer and writer.
3: <laughs> My wife was from California. God rest her soul. So I, I know the state <laughs> very well. I love it there. Yeah, we'll talk again. Though,
4: take Great care. You. you have a
3: beautiful day. You too. Thank you so much,
2: John Crawford Redgate. Everybody in on Indie Creators in the Joy Zone in Long Beach. Nice, huh?
4: That was like Bob Dylan esque. <laughs> just slow and deeply, uh, thoughtful.
2: Yeah. Very impactful. Right.
4: A, a reminder, uh, how we can say too much sometimes. What a, what a beautiful pairing, you know, uh, one wordsmith to another.
2: Yeah. He, he like uh, Like, uh, I get to hang out with him. Uh, four years ago and I was gonna make a music video based on that song that he just, together. And he approached me about that. I just finished shooting a film there and uh, budgeted it out and stuff and his producer was gonna fund it and I think the funding fell through as so many of these things do but uh, uh, we should find a way to get that funding so we can shoot that thing because it's so relevant right now. Such a timely, timely video to, uh, and a song to get out there for the world to hear. It's such a, such an inspiring sort of a situation
4: yeah well it seems like a mul- could be multicultural in the middle of an industrial jungle with in feeds of a forgotten past <laughs>
2: well you got to get 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 to your music producers introduce make the introductions even get her done
4: yeah really beautiful I start, I start
2: to I start talking like that start talking like I'm from the West when I when I want to talk, talk listen to a guy like that I start oh, talking it's I beautiful to watch him open
4: up you know <laughs> Like, where am I, what am I doing, Uh, you know? And I I think listening, you know, talking to both Tamsin and John is just, you know, uh, for all our listeners, if inspired, create uh, right now. That was kind of the theme going into this. And I think as we continue to ride the waves, it uh, might be good to continue to shift our attention towards a real beautiful, masterful, wisdoms and creations uh you know take it deep
2: (laughs) well he it it seems like the the lesson that both of them brought to us was to live in your life to have a life and 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 to let your life inspire your poetry your music Uh, a lot of times you know all i ever do really is talk to artists or develop or work with artists or help people find their way to artistry um, with most of my day every day um, and people say you know I, I, I don't know I don't know either i either they say I already am an artist or they say I was an artist but I don't do it anymore or when I was a kid I was good at artist I was at being an artist and it's like uh, I think there's an there's an aspect of an artist that once you realize what it is, you would never give up because if you ever gave up your artistry, you would die. So like John Crawford Redgate, he's one of these guys that if he ever lost his art, he would he would probably perish. I mean, uh, the, that that's how much investment is in it. But I'm on both sides of the fence here. Your life inspires your artistry, so you don't ever have to give up the idea that it's a 24-7 thing. It's your struggles and what you learn in life that inspire the art form that you're expressing it through. So there's always time for art, and it has more to do with how you're paying attention in the world than it does a skill set. Because anybody can can learn a skill set, but not everybody can be an artist through that skill set. And that's a special connotation because it assumes that a person is paying attention to the world in a unique way. And that's what makes it beautiful to me to stage my game. Yeah.
4: Well, in the, the, there's a certain amount of freedom, you know, and trust in that process, uh, not get, you know, even as Tamsin was discussing, you know, not getting caught up in the, the structure so much, you know, allowing it to flow through and you can always bring it back and forth to those two things I, I, I think a lot of artists sometimes get in their head I know from going through the rigor of design school is you can you know you have to get to an outcome and sometimes you're racing against the clock the perceptual clock and so that pressure uh, can do one of two things it can totally take you into an intellect and destroy what you're creating or you can let go of that and trust that you're gonna meet you know that final mark or that moment where you have to present uh, with ease and grace but something really juicy yes it's fun to be in that creative space
0: you are listening to the indie creators in the joy zone on klbp long beach public radio on 99.1 fm and online at klbp.org this is your hosts suzanne toro and thomas artavani
5: that's been